I'm sitting here at the uh, Shakespeare Theater Association conference in Dallas, Texas, with Devon Glover, a.k.a. the Sonnet Man, friend of the pod. You've heard him before here on the podcast. And we're just sitting here, you know, two Shakespeareans, both of whom are subjects of uh, intellectual academic debate from Dr. Ronan Hatful of the <laughs> University of Warwick. And um, uh, <laughs> Professor Glover, Mr. Man, um, how has been your experience? so far? <laughs> uh, so far, it's been a wonderful ride. I wouldn't change this for anything in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 688, Sonnet Man Returns. Up in the air, it's a poet, it's an actor, it's the Sonnet Man, who, disguised as mild-mannered Devon Glover, spoke with me recently at the Fairmont Dallas Hotel, where we were reunited with several hundred fellow nerds and practitioners at the Shakespeare Theater Association Conference. Over a couple of beers in the lobby bar, Devon started our conversation by telling me about his recent vow. I had a vow to visit all 50 states by the end of the school year. And how close are you? Well, um, I had to eliminate uh, two of them already. Uh, Hawaii and Alaska is probably next year. But um, by the end of the year, I have uh, 38 booked with two more possible possibilities after this weekend. So. So explain to the listeners who maybe missed the first uh, uh, podcast that we did together, what, what is it that you do? Uh, well, I uh, take Shakespeare's words, put it verbatim as if Shakespeare was a rapper. And then I, uh, so I rap the first verse, a Shakespeare sonnet, and then um, I add on a moderated verse written by myself. So uh, each song is basically a duet of Shakespeare and myself. Um, that's how I became the sonnet man. So you get the best of both worlds, an Elizabethan rap, Elizabethan rap, and a modern rap. Couldn't ask for a better collaborator. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Shakespeare is, he's the best. MC Bard, he doesn't play. So. <laughs> He doesn't play. I love MC Bard. Um, um, and you recently wrote a fantastic article for Dramatics magazine talking a little about how you came to Shakespeare and how... Can you can you give us the reduced version of that article about how you came to Shakespeare? Because it's kind of a great story. Okay. Uh, and and uh, to the elevator pitch is um, in junior high school... In junior high school, in high school, my last English uh, class, English honors class, I failed because of Shakespeare. I was given his book, King Lear, and I avoided my man for over a decade. Um, I have a math degree. Um, I went to school with the ambition to write and uh, become a journalist. And when I saw my first syllabus, uh, it was told, I was told to purchase a couple of Shakespeare books, and I immediately changed my major to avoid my man. And uh, throughout the time, I was uh, I began trying to incorporate my my writing and rapping with my educational background, educational desire. So I began writing for a company called Flocabulary. 
uh, vocabulary led me. This is like a butterfly effect. <laughs> vocabulary led me to uh, while while still performing and writing and doing my personal work, I helped the the mother of a bandmate who was working on uh, Othello, which I did not know at the time. But she was working on Othello with her students, and she asked me to help her out. And that's the first time in over a decade I had to open up a Shakespeare book, which I um, was still scared and I almost played hooky. Um, but I improvised uh, an, uh, uh, a session because while reading Othello, I um, noticed that there was like pattern in rap. There was a pattern in the number of syllables in each line. And a friend, in, a friend of myself, we went there and we recited his words word for word. But even though it didn't rhyme, it had a rhythm to it. And it got the students interested. And then they started recognizing sayings and, and, and words that they hear in, in, in uh, hip-hop music. Because this was a Brooklyn crowd and our genre of music was, it was rap. So uh, they thought Shakespeare was nice. And they honestly thought they could write a better rap than that. I got no applause because <laughs> we love Brooklyn and they tell the truth. And they said they, but they thought it was good. But the whole thing was I inspired them to pick up the book. Um, fast forward. Inspired and motivated. I motivated yeah. them to not only pick up the book, but learn more about Shakespeare yeah. and try to read more of his sayings. And they just want—they just thought he was cool after three weeks working with a teacher that unfortunately just did not know how to connect Shakespeare to them. Um, the way, the, when I was reading Othello, I realized that I had a high school movie. I had the movie called Oh, which is the high school version of Othello, and I love uh, Mackay, Mackay Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, Julia Stiles. Yeah. And um, from there, uh, after working with this school, um, I got connected with my, my manager, um, R.G. Shaw, who had a passion project of putting Shakespeare's work to music. He tried all different genres, but hip hop. And he found out that um, I was rapping Shakespeare uh, you know, a few weeks prior. And um, as, a, as a guy that was always trying to hustle his words and trying to figure out a way to, to just produce, make, make music, and make money, yeah. uh, he, he, he um, asked me could I, he gave me a, a big book of Shakespeare's sonnets, which was a gold mine, and he asked me could I rhyme it. And I said yes, but um, as an MC, as somebody that likes to write, I don't want to just rap other people's work. So I said, can I translate this work? And he said, yes. And the Sonnet Man was born. And at first, um, he always had this, this, this moniker, the Sonnet Man. And I just did not like it. It was a superhero. <laughs> I felt like it was like a superhero. And now, Sonnet Man, Sonnet Man. Yeah. Yes, it's just like, I, I, I can't do it. And now, um, but after it was, it started as a project. And, uh, and it got wonderful reviews, but, um, the project turned into um, a, a, a gold mine for teachers because teachers started asking me to, can you, you know, bring this and make this cool for my students? I'm teaching Shakespeare. I want, I want to show them that Shakespeare is Shakespeare is attainable and it's cool. So we would, I would introduce students to Shakespeare, students to Shakespeare through sonnets, um, and then it, it just started. It started, you know, I thought it was just going to be, you know, just a one-off, and I got asked to, do, um, asked to do to be or not to be. And because I needed the money, I said, yes, I'll do it. But to be or not to be doesn't rhyme, but it has a wonderful, it's a wonderful meaning, wonderful, it has a wonderful uh, message behind it. So I was able to um, transcribe his work, to be or not to be, to the beat, and then translate it, and off we were running. To be or not to be, that is the question. 
Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing in them. To die, to sleep no more. And by a sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. <laughs> Aye, there's the rub. And I was signing and some soliloquies, and then the plays started coming. And from then on, we just began working with teachers, visiting schools, doing assemblies, and uh, I turned from an artist to an actor to just, you know, get get my myself more immersed in theater. Uh, and from acting, it went to directing. So now, the man that I used to uh, avoid uh, in my teenage and my twenties has created this wonderful career for me. And. That's probably why he was chasing me down for um, the past decade. Haunting you all these years. <laughs> Thanks for the haunt. Thanks yeah. for the haunting me. That skull is that skull is right there, just <laughs> like like the bag. It was like a floating skull just following me. Like, come on. We get we get um, people like like college kids or twenty somethings will come see our shows and they'll say, Oh, I wish you'd been teaching our English class. You know, you must get that I too. Get that. I get that all the time. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I consider myself a cool teacher. I can teach math, and that's, that's another subject that students hate. And I can get any student to understand math. I have wonderful rap songs about math, calculus, pre-calc. That's a gift. <laughs> what you've got. It's, uh, I like logic puzzles, so I, I, I look at teaching math as a logic puzzle. I look at trying to educate through music as a logic puzzle. I, I looked at trying to put Shakespeare into hip-hop and blend in two worlds as a, as a nice challenge, a logic puzzle that to keep, to keep me motivated, to keep me going. You know, I, uh, a static Devon is not a good Devon, so. Put that on your tombstone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Stagnant Devon is not good, yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephen Weber, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. We'll perform the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, revised in Arcata, California on March 6th and in Lynchburg, Virginia on May 16th. We'll perform Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel three times this March, once at Washington and Jefferson College in Pennsylvania on March 19th, and then twice at our home away from home at the Center Stage in Reston, Virginia on March 21st. We'll perform the complete history of comedy abridged twice in April at the University of Wisconsin in Whitewater on April 17th, and the Fermi Lab in Batavia, Illinois, just outside Chicago on April 18th. And then we'll kick off the summer with two weeks of performances of the complete history of comedy abridged at the Hartford Stage Company in Connecticut from June 11th to June 21st. 
As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Devon Glover, a.k.a. The Sonnet Man. I think also in your Dramatics Magazine article, you, you you talked about the work you recently did, I think, in Utah. Yes. Which is, this is the work that you're taking around the country and around the world, working working with these kids. How did, how did that go? Uh, that went, that was, it was wonderful. Um, it, I did not, it, I did not know it was a competition. Uh, I, I was brought into a wonderful uh, school, Payson High School, that has a great theater department. Um, they are uh, they just they just throw plays all year round, and they asked me. They told me that they were working on Shakespeare. They asked me to to um, rewrite Shakespeare's uh, two of Shakespeare's scenes on Richard III, and um, I couldn't change his words. I couldn't change it. I couldn't add any words, but I could rearrange it to make it to a rap. Mm-hmm. So that was another logic puzzle, another challenge that I just took on. And when I uh, when I brought it there, um, how can I say this? Uh, the, the folks in Utah do not like, they, they, they do not listen to rap. So um, when they asked me, I said, you know I'm going to write a rap scene, right? You know it's going to be a rap scene. You know they're going to have to rap it. So uh, he said yes, and he was open. I went, I went there, and uh, these, wonderful, these wonderful high school students, these young thespians that couldn't tell you one rapper in their whole life, they couldn't, they, they thought Jay-Z was just Beyonce's husband. Um, <laughs> they knew Beyonce, but they knew Beyonce. They didn't know Jay Z. So um, when I went there, I, I, I had uh, four days with them, and then they told me they were going to see the city for a, a competition in Utah at Utah Shakespeare Festival, which was on my bucket list for like eight to nine years. I said, "Oh yes, I would love to go over there." So when we did it, um, I, I was able to help block uh, both scenes. And, but before that, I had to teach them the rhythm. Yeah. They knew the cadence because they know about iambic pentameter. Um, but showing them how to train. Now I have to show them how to, how to you know, put it to a beat. I, I, I kind of call it like rapping is like double Dutch. Um, uh-huh. You know, I can break that down a little later. But yeah. uh, I, I had them. I was showing them how how to start on the one. Um, you know how with, how to start which each syllable should go, and I told them how to find their own rhythm, their own swagger. Yeah. Thank you, Shakespeare, for that word. Mm-hmm. And um, when we went to this Utah competition, I actually went on a bus with these with. I think about 30 students, and we we went to see the city. Uh, to go to go link up with uh, 90 other schools in this competition that is that spans through five states in one of the biggest Shakespeare festivals ever. And you, this started as a classroom exercise. Yes. Now suddenly you're in a competition with yes. 90 other schools. Yes, 90 other schools. Oh, um, and I, I, you know, I, I did not know what I was getting into because. I must say the scenes that were there were wonderful and these are from and they were you know directed and written by professional writers I mean I'm a professional writer but professional playwrights right. that that write for competition write for high school theater um, you know for years for decades yeah. and this was the first time not not only this is the first time that I complete a full scene by myself but now this is a full scene with my music composition with um, putting it in the trust of students that that are not familiar with hip hop and have to teach them how to act while rapping 
which I don't even do. You know, I, it's hard. To, it's like walking and chewing. You know, the walking yeah. and chewing gum uh, theory. Um, that was going to be my question. How it was both. They need. You're teaching them both how to do it musically and how to act it yes. while being musical. Yes. Yes. We had to. Um, they they had to first learn how to get the rhythm because, yeah. um, and then make sure they know about heart. So they so when they're moving, they can just. I, I kind of. I, I, I was telling them it's like when you're washing dishes and you're singing a song. When when a song comes on and you're washing dishes and you're just moving around or putting on clothes while you're washing dishes, I mean, while, while, you, while you're singing a song, the, the movement doesn't stop. But, I mean, the song, you, you're able to keep stay on with the song or stay on the beat while it's, while, while it's going on. So I was telling them that at first, because they were so, you know, Again, they're not familiar with hip hop, so they were they were a little stiff. Even though thespians, I love thespians because they're they're open. The yeah. stage is theirs. Yeah, um, they'll take it. They'll take it. But they weren't familiar with hip hop, and they were afraid to embarrass themselves. So they wanted to make sure they had rhythm. And when you know, as a concert, as as somebody that just does this as an artist, when I perform, I perform like a rapper. You see me, like the shoulder. It's just really shoulders moving, and you know, I'm bouncing around. I don't have to look at a character right. and and say, you know, and and threaten the character yeah. or you know sh and and add different inflections to 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 enhance my theme or move a coffin which one of my students had to do or you know scorn somebody or hug somebody while rapping yeah. so they had to get they had first of all they had to get comfortable with rapping first and then they had to get comfortable with the rapping while blocking yeah. so um and I had to get comfortable with directing them doing yeah. that also do, do did you find that no matter how stiff some of us are, that everybody has their own sort of natural swagger. Oh, they just yes. have to find it. Yes. Um, the the thing I liked about um, working with uh, working with um, Pace in high school was each like each trio with just. With each trio, the each each character had a different speed the way they rapped. Some of them would like, you know, I have my own pattern on how I rap, so I gave them like a skeletal a skeletal uh, version of how I did it. Some of them didn't do it the way I did it, and that was cool because I want them to have their own version. I want them to have their own ways, and sometimes they overlapped each other, which is good because sometimes that scene needed that, mm -hmm. and I, I was able to adjust with the way that they said they said their work. Because sometimes they would say it too fast. You know, I have a, you, when I was trying to teach them how to stay on beat, you know, if I give them a contemporary beat and it loops, yeah. you know each line. I, I tell them, I was trying to connect it where each line goes on to one. But they would say it so, you know, if you don't know rap, sometimes you go off beat. And they, 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 go, they were going on and off beat. But we made this beautiful thing because... Um, you know, one person would be too slow, another person would be too fast, yeah. and then then there'd be one one person that was like locked in. You know, each line was amazing, but I would work the speed of I would work their speed of rapping or with their character, right. and I would I would show them some emotions that would work with their speed. So that helped out with the blocking, since um, I, I didn't want to change their speed right. because. I think I think writing and creative rapping is since since they they have a theater background that that's being background. I wanted to make it easier for them on the the lyrical part, sure. the the rapping part. So whatever speed they had, I would I would tell them just change. Maybe I would tell them just nudge it a little bit, yeah. but I would not change. You know, I wouldn't change any wording, how they said anything. 
and I would say, all right, when you say this, just do this. You know, just pause a little bit. Since you and all right, since you keep pausing right here, I want you to touch her shoulder and grieve. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how we worked it. Um, because cool. everybody, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, and if I was from Kansas, you know, different regions, different accents, yeah, different ways to say words. They said they they said a word, they said words differently from how I would say it. I can't force them to say say it how I wanted. I didn't want to force my what I you know what how I would do it sure. to with them and. When it comes to acting, they actually have more experience than me acting. <laughs> so, um, you know. Right, so you're learning from them, too. Learning, we were learning from each other. And we you're tailing. Each other. You're right. Yeah. And I said, na- I said natural swagger, and I meant to say individual swagger. You're, what you're talking about is each kid has their own, their own style, yes. their own swagger. Oh, yeah. And which, which brings us back to Shakespeare, because his... His poetry is different for every character. Yes, every you know? every character has. That's another. Um, that's another thing about. I, I get my students to, to write. Um, I have a couple workshops. One workshop I have finding your voice through verse, uh-huh. and I dedicated that to parts of how Shakespeare wrote. When lovers, you know, met, or if, you know, if a Casanova saw saw a lady he liked, all of a sudden he just got into a a, a rhyming couplet. You know, he started he started speaking in pentameter. Um, the higher the class, the the more verse they wrote. Um, at the end of every scene, you know, the couplets would come in. And so I, I would tell them to, I would, you know, if I, if I had students adapting their own work, I would tell them to find their voice. Um, and also liken it to, um, I always tell them about this character from Heathcliff. Uh, Heathcliff, yes, Heathcliff had a character um, called Riff Raff. And he was like, the, he was on skates. And everything he said was in tetrameter. It was a couplet. Every every line he had was a couplet in tetrameter. And um, except for when he was in distress or when they were like running away from something, then all of a sudden he was in prose. And it was just a lot of um, just um, exclamations. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> just one line. So I was telling them to, and I and we would we would look at different parts of Shakespeare, and when when a character was mean, all of a sudden the the lines would become couplets. Um, when the love, when when lovers were, were speaking, it would become an Elizabethan sonnet where the A B A B form, um, A B A B rhyme scheme. So I was showing them different rhyme schemes, showing them different um, literary devices that Shakespeare uses per um, per character. Some characters use alliteration. Some characters use assonance um, based on their feel, based on the. Um, you know the emotions that's going on in that scene, so um, that's kind of what we were working with. And luckily, I was working with Shakespeare's words. I didn't give them any adaptation. I wish I would have been able, but I gave them. I was working with Shakespeare's words, so they knew the feeling that was, you know, that he was trying to portray anyway. And it, it was a beautiful thing. They, they, Payson High School. We're from two different worlds. And they opened my eyes up so much to the point that I said I need to direct some more. And it was because of them. It was because of it was because of working in this this world that I've never been in, um, where there's not a lot a lot of people like me. And they made me feel fit in like family. And they were they were open to listening to somebody that I, I, I openly admitted to those, to those students that I don't have you know y'all, y'all taking a chance on me when it comes to when it comes to the writing. I thought the script was I I know the script was amazing because you know Shakespeare you know he he has it there for you but directing and giving them you know showing them what to do they they put their trust in me the teacher put his trust in me and um it, something came out beautiful and if I had three weeks with them it would have been endless possibilities.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find out more about Devon Glover and his work at his website, thesonnetmannyc.com, and you can follow him at thesonnetmannyc on Twitter and thesonnetman on Instagram. Then send us your sonnets set to a hip-hop beat via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to Rhythmically Decent Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band, and This Week by Devon Glover. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Meredith Long. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Stephen Weber, now starring in the new NBC sitcom Indebted. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 688 2064ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. We got placed um, higher than we expected um, out of, what, 80, 90, uh, 80 or 90 um, different groups. To the point, and they asked me to come back next year to work with them. So, shout out to them. Shout out to Pace in High School. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.